This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama's sole Democrat member of Congress has voted in favor of a bill that seeks to ban the AR-15 rifle as well as 30-round magazines. The bill would prevent those two items from being sold or manufactured. Sewell called the AR-15 a weapon of war that needs to be taken off the streets. Only two Republicans in the entire U.S. House voted in favor of the bill. None of Alabama's Republican congressional members did. In fact, Congressman Barry Moore was quick to release a scathing statement against those who did vote in favor of the bill. Moore says that Democrats in Congress are making a direct assault on the Second Amendment and ignoring their fundamental duties to protect constitutional rights for the citizens of America. Moore says that anyone willing to steal a constitutional right is willing to take them all away, and that he is determined to fight those seeking to seize power from the people. The National Rifle Association says that a month after a landmark decision by the U.S. Supreme Court to uphold the Second Amendment for Americans, gun control advocates in Congress are now making another assault on freedoms and the civil liberties of law-abiding Americans. An embalmer in southeast Alabama is concerned about what he has been finding in the past two years in many of his cases, and he says there's a need to trace that problem back to its origins. Richard Hirschman spoke with 1819 News about what he started to notice in 2021 with blood clots in the embalming cases that he was handling. Then it was probably around May or June of last year, I started noticing I'm getting clots in the arteries. I'm getting really strange, long clots that are holding together and actually, you know, are, there's some, there's some strength to them. They're, they're firm. They're not, they're not typical clots that kind of fall apart when you hold on to them in a forcep. And so that's where, you know, I kind of like, you know, something's, something's different. Something's not right. Hirschman started recording the number of recurring blood clot cases and says now he's finding that others in the embalming business are encountering the same thing. Well, I have conferred with, oh man, probably, probably about 10 or more embalmers. One of the embalmers has been a friend of mine that I used to work with years ago. Uh, I started notifying him, um, I want to say it was in November or December saying, Hey, uh, have you been noticing these strange clots? I sent him some of the pictures. He said, yes, I've been having the same problem. Hirschman first spoke to Steve Kirsch on Substack about this whole issue months ago. Then Hirschman spoke directly to 1819 News. He wants to raise awareness so that doctors can look into the substance that is within these clots and why the sudden increase that seems to time out directly with the COVID-19 vaccine. Really started pushing the rollout in in January of 21, and lo and behold, that was the busiest I'd ever been. Is there a correlation? I don't know. Does the you know that that's a that's a whole nother thing. It's above my pay grade, um, and and uh, so. But most of the ones that I do find out the status, they were vaccinated. I haven't had um, any that were not vaccinated. And I'm not saying that there aren't some that are there because I don't really know. Hirschman has been embalming for over 20 years and says this has never happened to him or other embalmers before. 
that the thing that we're supposed to, that's supposed to help people is, is it, is it causing them harm? It's a great question. And uh, I hope that they can find out because if we can find out what's causing these things, then my, my prayer and hope is that they'll find something to help save people from dying of these clots. More on this story can be found at the 1819 News website. More details are coming out about a recent execution of an Alabama inmate at the Holman Correctional Facility in Atmore. The state of Alabama has now released a statement saying that the three hours of delay in the execution of Joe James Jr. occurred due to an inability to establish an intravenous line for the IV. That line would be used for the lethal injection to be administered. The problem was eventually resolved with access to James's vein. James was pronounced dead at 9.27 p.m. When asked if James showed any resistance to the preparation process, the Department of Corrections Commissioner John Hamm said none that he was aware of. A medical helicopter crashed in Andalusia over the weekend. The helicopter was on its way to the hospital in Andalusia from the town of Evergreen when the pilot started to feel ill and had to make a quick landing. The crash occurred on the edge of Dean's Field, which is across from Dean's Cake House in Andalusia. The pilot sustained serious injuries. The two EMTs that were also on board suffered lesser injuries. The mother of one of two Alabama men who are being held by Russian forces in Ukraine says that both men have been moved to another prison. Bunny Druke of Tuscaloosa spoke on Newsmax this past weekend. She says her son Alex made contact with her for the first time in 20 days. Alex says that he, along with Andy Hune of Hartzell, have joined another unidentified man in a prison cell and are no longer in solitary confinement. Bunny Druke said that her son sounded strong and clear-minded and even asked about his case, which is being worked on by the U.S. State Department. The U.S. State Department has also confirmed that the phone call was made between the mother and son. Both men are currently being held as prisoners of war by Russia since they joined the Ukrainian forces following the Russia invasion of that country back in February of this year. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Speaker of the U.S. House, Nancy Pelosi, is headed over to the Far East to visit four Asian countries, but so far there's no mention of Taiwan on her itinerary. This comes after the communist Chinese government issued a warning against Pelosi when word of her trip came out. While some country has repeatedly emphasized the principle of sovereignty over the issue of Ukraine, it has incessantly challenged the sovereignty of China over Taiwan and even deliberately created tension in the Taiwan Strait. This is a disregard and uh, and, and infringement of the principles and purposes of the UN Charter. China has always respected the sovereignty of other countries and certainly hopes that its own sovereignty be respected by other countries. China is seeking to maintain control over Taiwan with its One China policy. When asked about the trip following China's threat, President Joe Biden had this to say. Well, I I, I think that the military thinks it's not a good idea right now, but uh, I I don't know what the status of it is. I think I'll be talking to President Xi within the next 10 days. Pelosi's office only listed the countries of Singapore, Malaysia, South Korea, and Japan in their press release. Speaking of Biden, he can no longer make these public statements to reporters like he just did, since Biden is now back in isolation after testing positive for COVID-19 again. 
This comes just a few days after he announced his negative test for COVID-19 and will begin working from the Oval Office. Saturday, the news came in that Biden was having a rebound of the virus, which is something that happens with patients who use Paxlovid to fight off the virus. Biden says he doesn't have any symptoms like he did a few days ago, but is isolating in order to be safe. The Biden administration continues with a proposed prisoner exchange with Russia in order to get basketball player Brittany Griner out of a Russian cell. Now the family of an American school teacher are asking the U.S. State Department to include that teacher in the exchange. 60-year-old Mark Fogel of Pennsylvania taught history in Russia for about a decade when he was arrested in 2021 for being in possession of medical marijuana. Vogel says he was prescribed the cannabis by doctors for chronic pain he was having from injuries and surgeries. This past June, Fogel was sentenced to 14 years in a Russian prison. Greiner was also arrested this past February at a Moscow airport for having vaporizer cartridges with hashish oil, which is also a substance banned in Russia. In this prisoner exchange, Russia is seeking for arms dealer Victor Bout to be released. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case that affects how state legislatures would enact election laws. The case of Moore versus Harper is coming out of the state of North Carolina. The Republican House Speaker is challenging the state Supreme Court's decision to dismiss redrawn congressional maps that were made by the legislature. The new maps give Republicans 11 safe districts over the Democrats, so the state Supreme Court determined it violated the North Carolina Constitution and rules regarding gerrymandering. The challenge to that decision argues that state Supreme Courts cannot set the rules for federal elections. This case would set precedent on the separation of powers within the judiciary and state legislatures. A state judge in Wisconsin offers a ruling in favor of pastors and clergymen who say that they were discriminated against during the COVID-19 virus outbreak. Jefferson County Circuit Judge William Hugh determined that the Wisconsin Department of Corrections violated state law and its constitution when it allowed lawyers and reporters and even dog trainers to physically visit inmates in prison, but refused to allow religious leaders to do the same. The judge granted the plaintiffs a summary judgment and permanent injunction against the corrections agency for barring the Archdiocese of Milwaukee from access to prisoners for over a year. Prison officials did not even allow for virtual visits or visits from vaccinated priests, they maintained that they were doing so in an effort to minimize the risk of COVID. The clergymen in the case were represented by the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Border Patrol agents seized $21 million worth of liquid meth at the Texas-Mexico border. The liquid meth weighed 110 pounds and was found this weekend at the Rio Grande Port of Entry. Agents found the drugs in a vehicle through the use of canine units as well as their non-intrusive inspection system. The driver is a 41-year-old American citizen. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Right Side Radio as Scott Beeson fills in for Phil Williams, and he talks about China. Do you think she's going to go, Ed? Because I guess you heard earlier, I don't know when you tuned in, but earlier in the program we were talking about the Chicoms, their news outlets, uh, one of the little writers for, what is it called, Global Times? I think it's Global Times, uh, said that if she went to Taiwan, that should be considered a an invasion and that the communist Chinese military should uh, basically intercept it, try to block it, and then if they try to go around, they should shoot the American escort jets down and shoot Nancy Pelosi's plane down. 
and that that was what the um, the newspaper called for. Xi Jinping told President Biden that uh, if they were, you know, if they lived by fire, they would die by fire. When I know you know Ed, they mangled the quote, but hey, look, it's close. It's the Chinese version. Well, do you think she'll go? Do you think she'll? No, I don't. I don't think she'll go. And I, and here is why. I think the Chinese already know she's not going to go. Therefore, the Chinese are going to make it look like that she didn't go because the U.S. was afraid of Chinese military action. And we will get another black eye on the international stage, which will come on the heels of the fact that everyone else in the world knows we're involved in the proxy war in Ukraine against Russia. And everybody else in the world knows that Ukraine is getting its backside whipped using our equipment and our advice and our logistics. And I think it just continues to diminish the prestige of the United States, which is fine with Biden and Pelosi and the whole lot of them. So it all works out perfectly. I, I, I would be shocked if she goes. You can find more of that particular podcast by going to rightsideradio.org. If you've been enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure those reports come directly to your phone or electronic device, be sure and hit the subscribe button either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.